What is going on, everybody? My name is Mason from Cyclone MMA. It is very late, and UFC 266 has it just happened. It was a good time. There were some crazy-ass fights here. I did a live show with my buddy, and I didn't expect people to really watch just because it was just us shooting the shit and, you know, watching the fights. But it was fun. It was cool. We're going to just get right into these fights so I can go to bed here. The first one I'm going to talk about is Dan Hooker versus Nazrat Hakparast. Butchered that name. Dan Hooker looked good. He had to bounce back in a big way here. Took the L from Michael Chandler in a fight where he didn't even really get to fight. Before that, it was the Dustin Poirier fight, which was an absolute war that he took an L from. Lost the last three rounds. He looked really good here. He was scoring some big takedowns. He looked good on the feet. Um, did what he needed to do to get the W. The next fight, this shit was crazy. That was Marais versus Marab. And Marlon Marais came right after him in that first round and sparked him. Marab was wobbling all over the place. Keith Peterson, I'm shocked that he didn't stop that fight. The commentators were shocked that that fight wasn't stopped. But Marab kept, you know, swinging. He ended up literally running away from Marlon Marais. Uh, came to, got a takedown. And then just started beating on Marlon. Absolutely just started beating on him. And I knew this guy is a beast. I didn't realize he was this much of a beast. Comes back in the second round. Puts him down with a shot. And then just absolutely destroys him. I'm actually watching the replay right now. Because the, the, the coverage is still happening. And he just beat on Marlon Marais. Another tough loss for Marlon Marais. But Marab, dude savage an absolute savage he's gonna get someone really really big next and i think he's a, i think he's trouble in this bantamweight division like marab versus tj let's see that so marlon marais was ranked number six marab's gonna probably take his place there you got sandhagen there you got you know the champ al Al sterling yeah the the champ uh P piotr jan He's he's there, TJ. I don't know who's going to fight him. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but Aljo's apparently out of his fight against Piotr Jan. So it sounds like Corey Sanhagen's going to come in and fight him for that. That'll be interesting. I wonder if it'll be for the belt, you know, given the circumstances with that Bantamweight division. I don't know. That's a complete shit show. That's for another day. That's for another podcast. But, um, yeah, Marab, big show big time he he did real good right there um he he really put on a show for the fans and he he really showed people what's up because i knew this guy's a beast i didn't realize he was that much of a beast good stuff good stuff indeed moving on we're going to talk about the main card right after i take a sip of water It's really distracting. I'm watching the recap right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that off because I, I I can't I can't do that right now. It's 2 a.m. I don't need any more distractions. Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. When I saw Calvillo come out, I was like, she looks mad confident. And then I there was the little stat that like she hadn't been stopped. I don't know if it, she hadn't been knocked out or hadn't been stopped, but Andrade stopped her. End of the round. 
uh, Keith Peterson, I want to say, refed that fight as well. And after seeing like him just let Marab basically like fight his way through, he was not doing that for Calvillo, even with six seconds left on the clock. Um, I don't disagree with the stoppage. I just think it's inconsistent, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but Jessica Andrade, beast, gets another big W, another finish. She's she's awesome. Moving on to the heavyweights, Curtis Blades, Jarzinho, Rosenstrike. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, Curtis Blades can be a champion in this division. I think he can do it. I know that Francis beat him twice. I know he sparked him twice. But Curtis Blades is damn good if he avoids big shots and gets people down. His wrestling is elite. It's really good. And he's a thick boy. I was watching him fight today. He made Jarzinho look small. And Jarzinho's nickname is Biggie Boy. So Curtis Blades made Biggie Boy look small. He's thick. He's got that... He's got that nice bottom, tree trunk legs. Enough about his physique. He fought really good. He won every round. Good job, Curtis Blades. Now, the people's main event, the middleweight fight between Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz. What a weird fight, dude. My buddy, I looked over and he was like laughing. He was like laughing at Nick Diaz. I'm like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, he's so slow, but he's landing every goddamn punch he throws. And it was true. It was weird. And like, obviously, like, we've never really seen Nick Diaz fight live. Like, we've seen Nick Diaz fights, but he hasn't fought forever. We haven't been fans of the sport for that long. And uh, Robbie Lawler looked good. He came out mad fast, looked like fifth round Lawler in the first round. Just started throwing haymakers, but Nick Diaz, he was, he was sticking and moving. Um, a weird stoppage to that fight. Robbie hit him with a big right, brought Nick down to his knee, and there was a lot of respect between the two after the fight. Something's going on with Nick Diaz, because he was like almost making excuses for himself during media week. I don't know if he had some kind of crazy injury. He looks a lot thicker now than he did like two months ago or whatever when he was completely shredded in that picture that was, you know, circulating around the MMA world. I don't know what's going on. And Nick Diaz is going to be like, oh, I was injured or, oh, whatever. But like, there's more to this story that we don't know. I know there is. I hope it comes out um, because it's just like, what happened? There's no way it's just, I, I don't know. But, you know, he had a long layoff. He didn't look terrible. Um, I don't know if he was ready for a five-round fight. But that it was it was a fun fight for what it was. A couple of old dudes swinging. Robbie Lawler is apparently like 39. Nick Diaz is like 36 or something. I don't know. They were a couple old dogs. I'm curious to see if Nick Diaz fights more. He says if he loses, he definitely wants to get in there soon. We'll see if that ends up being true. We'll see if he makes it back down to welterweight. But, uh, yeah, good to see Robbie Lawler get in the win column. He hasn't had a win since, like, 2017, I think. It's been, like, four years. Pretty wild to think about. Uh, that leads into the first title fight, the flyweight championship of the world. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy, as we expected. 
Valentina Shevchenko won. She's just a perfect fighter. She doesn't make any mistakes. Lauren Murphy looked ultra confident walking into that fight. After the first round, she looked completely lost. Her corner was lying to her. I know it's her husband. And like that's got to be so annoying for Lauren Murphy when her husband's like, you're doing a really good job and you're just getting pieced up. You're getting taken down at will. That's rough. Valentina, perfect performance. Got the got the stoppage. Um, completely wobbled Lauren Murphy and then butchered her on the butchered her on the ground. I'm looking at the numbers here, Valentina landed 132 total strikes. That paired with Lauren Murphy's 19 strikes, and she threw 100. Um, Valentina Shevchenko had three takedowns, only attempted four. Wild unbelievable like it's almost unfair to give her anyone else now like it's got to be Nunez versus Shevchenko it just seems mean when they have these fights and it's like all right she's defending the belt but like she's a minus 1500 favorite just crazy it's wild absolutely insane finally the the main event Alexander the Great Volkanovsky versus Brian T City Ortega you guys knew this ahead of time. I wanted Volk in this fight pretty bad. After watching Tough, I'm like, all right, I'm a Volk fan now, even though I'm a big Max guy. Don't get me wrong. If Max and Volk fought right now, I'm rooting for Max. But I'm like, for this, we're going to go with the great. Dude, that fight was insane. Uh, Volkanovski, you know, proving he's a champion, just putting it on Ortega on the feet. I was a little worried about the power because I know Ortega can crack, especially now that he's like revamped his whole striking. He's a lot better now. But uh, Volkanovski, he got it done on the feet, and then there was that third round. Oh, at, so at the end of the second round, Volkanovski started chirping at Ortega. I don't know what he was saying. I'd be interested to, to see what he said, hear what he said. But um, he was chirping at Ortega. Fast forward to the next round. Um, I forgot how they got on the ground. Was it, I forget if it was a takedown or Volk got, I don't think Volkanovski got dropped. But it ended up on the ground. Ortega had Volkanovski deep in a guillotine. Mad deep. They had a close-up of Volkanovski and his eyes were wide. He was like, his veins were popping out. I thought the fight was over. My buddy was like, are you shitting me right now? He's going to get freaking tapped right now. His head pops out. He survives. And then he just starts wailing on Ortega. And we're like, okay, cool. But like, get off the ground, dude. You do not want to step into his world. On the feet, you're doing just fine. Ortega's the guy with the BJJ credentials, the guy who gets these crazy submission victories. Don't even attempt this right now. And then he got caught in a goddamn triangle. Brian T. City, Triangle City, Ortega. Gets caught in the triangle. Once again, I'm like, okay, the fight's over. Nope, Alexander pops out and then just starts but like battering Brian Ortega, uh, Volkanovski standing and just raining punches down on Ortega. Ortega took a long time to get up in that third round at the end of it. I didn't think he was going to get up. 
like Herb Dean was like, how many fingers am I holding up? He's like, one, two, 14. I don't know, bro. Then he's like, how many Volkanovskis do you see across from you? And he's like, seven. I see seven Volkanovskis. He ended up doing well, uh, survived the fourth round, looked good in the fifth round, was actually putting it on Volkanovski quite a bit in the fifth round. The heart of Brian Ortega cannot be questioned between this fight and the Max Holloway fight. The dude is a savage. But at the same time, Alexander Volkanovski as a champion can also not be questioned. What an insane fight. Um, there's a few rounds during this whole card. The Marab Marlon Marais round one and Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega round three. Fucking insane rounds of MMA combat. Just back and forth. Who's going to win this? Is that guy knocked out? Nope. This guy's knocked out. It's just craziness. This was, there was some fun. There was some fun stuff going on here. Um, some numbers for the Volkanovski and Ortega fight. Uh, Volkanovski landed 229 strikes out of 377 thrown. Ortega landed 101 of 250 thrown. And Ortega got two takedowns out of five attempted, and he got he attempted three submissions. What's next for Volkanovski? It's probably going to be... I'd say the winner of Yair and Max Holloway. So you might see a trilogy of Max Holloway, or you might have a new contender with a with a Yair. Next for Valentina Shevchenko, who knows? Some sacrifice or Amanda Nunes, but that fight probably will never happen. Who's next for Nick Diaz? That's the real question. You can't give him a Masvidal because that would look ugly. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's next for Nick Diaz. There are a lot of cool names in the welterweight division. Um, I would recommend he go there and not stick at middleweight. Uh, next for Curtis Blades. He called out like Stipe, John Jones, and then the loser of Gon and, and Ganu. He'll probably get one of those guys, I'd say. And then if he wins that, I think he fights for a title. But like it seems whenever he gets so close to fighting for a title, they're just like, no, sorry. You get knocked out. Um, but yeah, crazy stuff. Um, I'm wondering, Marab, like I'm wondering how many fights away. He he is away from a, a title fight. But yeah, UFC 266, good stuff. The next UFC event is a fight night. It's Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. And when was that made? That was like so low on the radar. I didn't realize that was happening. I saw an ad for it when I was watching tonight. I'm like, that's happening. That's uh that those dudes crack. Someone's getting knocked out. It'll probably be Johnny Walker, but who knows? Yeah, that'll be fun. Also on that is uh Kyle Dawkins versus Kevin Holland in the co main event. That's fun. Another fun fight coming before that is uh Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. So Nico Price goes from fighting Cowboy to fighting Michelle Pajara, some freak who does backflips in the octagon, to other cowboy. So, a bunch of good stuff. The next pay-per-view event, when is this? I don't know why I'm announcing these. You guys, you can figure this out. October 30th, Jan Blahovich versus Glover Teixeira, and then Aljo versus Piotr Jan. But as I said, that has been canceled because Aljo, I don't know if it was an injury or what, but I heard he's not going to be competing. 
So it'll probably be Corey Sanhagen versus Piotr Jan, hopefully for the title. Because, like, do we really care that much? Just let Aljo fight for the title when he gets, you know, healthy. But, uh, yeah, that's that. That's the UFC 266 recap. It's late. I'm tired. So I'm going to be going to bed here. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. And now I attempt to stop this stream while using my mouse on my couch. Bye-bye.